0: You're listening to an amazing podcast from an amazing podcast company.
1: Welcome to Downtown Crime Town here in Youngstown, Ohio. It's Jimmy Naples. This is Johnny Ciccatelli. What's up, guys? Hey, we've been uh, growing this Youngstown Mob Group like crazy here. 18,000 members we're over now. And for those of you that don't know, we just started up the Pittsburgh Mob Group. So make sure if you haven't gotten into that yet, get into that one, because you know a lot of this Youngstown, Pittsburgh stuff, it completely overlaps, so you'll find good stuff in both groups. So,
0: Johnny, what are you thinking, man? You know, we got a lot of stuff going, guys. Uh, first of all, thanks for joining the Youngstown Mob Group. If, you, if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't joined the Youngstown Mob Group, go to Facebook, uh, type in Youngstown Mob, you'll find us. We, uh, what do we got now? How many people? 18,200. 18,200 uh, Mob Associates yeah. in the group right now. In a couple months. Yeah, two you months. Know. It's crazy.
1: It's crazy. I was looking at our I was looking the other day at our analytics and we've got people in probably over a hundred countries that yeah. are in the group. So thanks to you guys for, you know, supporting what we're doing here and the history that we're trying to bring to you. And thank you to all the people that belong to the group that have been posting amazing stuff. We're talking FBI documents, you know, family photos. Um, great stories. Look, we know everything in that group is not going to be 100% accurate, okay? But we're here to share history with each other so that we can learn what's real and what isn't. And
0: and we're relying on you guys, right? So, you know, if you find something that's bullshit, call it out. Right. Call it out. That's what this is a discussion for. If you find something that you know is false, call it out. We'll have the discussion. uh, And, uh, uh, you know, everybody kind of contributes their own part of it. It's all... It's all like a, a giant puzzle, right? A lot of this stuff, right? The secret right. society, the guys that were made, the guys that were involved, you know, they held true to Omerita. They don't talk, right? So in the history, the guys from the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, that stuff, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of it is, is will never be known, right? So people that are uh, relatives of, the, of those members that are sharing photos, that are sharing stories, amazing. Some, some really amazing stuff out there. Um, other historians out there, you know, there, there's a lot of guys. Uh, there's there's former wise guys. There's former cops. There's there's everybody involved in this in this uh, uh, Youngstown mob group. We appreciate everything you bring to the table. So keep it coming, guys. Uh, let's grow this thing. Let's get uh, let's get the Youngstown mob group to actually have more people in it than Youngstown does these days. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, that would be. So you know, you know, no, we're we're getting there. You know. Yeah, and, and you know, it's all thanks to J- Jim here. He he really started the group. Uh, he started this one in Pittsburgh. That's growing as well. So he, like he said, join it. There is a Cleveland mob group out there. Shout out to those guys, everybody in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, that's we're not affiliated with that one, but they're you know.
1: No, but I do belong in that
0: group. Yeah, do, so do so I. So do I. So, so, not. Not. so it's all it's all connected. Yep. You know, Youngstown was right in the middle, right? So uh, uh, the Cleveland and Pittsburgh connection. Um, you know, you always read about the turf wars and the and the factions. That, you know what you don't hear a lot about is the associations. You know, Definitely. you always hear about the turf wars and everything, but, you know, the the families really did work together.
1: Right. Because they all, if you, if you look at it, so like you say, halfway in between Cleveland and Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So there had to be some cooperation. Otherwise, things wouldn't have worked
0: at all. Yeah. You know. And so we know that Youngstown was wide open uh, to begin with, in the beginning. Right. It was, uh, you had guys coming from Buffalo, you had guys coming from Detroit, from, some guys came from Chicago, some guys came from Pittsburgh and Cleveland and everywhere, right? New York. New York. They they came from all over the place to come to Youngstown because it was wide open. And at some point, there you know, the, the, the alliances were drawn, the battle lines were drawn in different cases, and they did work together. They, they, we know that. Uh, you know, for instance, Cleveland would take a percentage, and they gave Pittsburgh the territory, and those kind of things happen throughout the years. So, you know, there's these different mob groups out there. Uh, it's all about exploring the history of it, and really, guys, let's be honest. This is a lot of history, right? Definitely. Especially things that happened, you know, from the 1930s, and you know, it, pretty soon that's going to be 100 years old. Right. That stuff. So it's all historical stuff. Um, we we do we can encourage it more. Uh, to keep posting those things that you, that you come across, like I said, family histories, newspapers, uh, um, you know, any video, videos or great pictures are, are fantastic. Uh, any of that stuff, guys, share it, um, Like it, get it out there. Yeah, uh, FOIA requests. A lot of you don't know what those are,
1: but many of you do. Um, FOIA requests is where we request information from the FBI archives. It's a very tedious process. It's a real pain in the butt sometimes, but we do it because we want to get you
0: as much information as possible. This stuff takes years. It literally takes years for them to turn this into you. Uh, Here's an example of sometimes you'll get something that's completely useless. Look at this. This entire page is redacted, except for the words, it is to be noted, and then redacted, redacted, redacted. So... You know, some stuff is, uh, is, is pretty crazy. The FBI still does not want to share it, right? But there's other government agencies you can, you can FOIA. You can right. do all that stuff, uh, you know, through your state agencies, your government agencies. Um, if you know where they went to prison, you can get prison records. That's
1: right. Um, you know, there's all kinds. You know, you're lucky if you get this. See how a lot of that's redacted, but there's some good usable material there? Yeah. And a lot of times what you'll find out is if you FOIA request one person, let's say, for example, let's take my Uncle Sandy, for instance. When I FOIA request him, I'll get a set of documents that maybe somebody has previously requested. There could be more documents available. If there's more available, I can request those, but then you're going to get a long, drawn-out time for them to find all those documents and things like that. So what you can do is you can then go and request, say, Sandy's brother, Joey. And you can see if you get any documents that overlap. And if they do, is it from a different source? Is it from a different informant? So a lot of these are informants. And some of the informants you can trust and some of them, well, you know, total BS. So, and it takes a lot. You got to sit, you have to read these things, you have to study these things, and you have to make connections. And sometimes it just takes that one document you know to make a connection so and that's what makes it's cool it's almost like a treasure hunt through documents yeah, to solve
0: it, mysteries and you know you know we've other got questions we've gotten tens of thousands of pages tens of thousands of pages uh so we've sorted through and jim's right you know a lot of times you'll get uh some of these fbi files that were informants just feeding them garbage and once you know enough of it you'll be able to say okay this is not a reliable source, and you'll see their little their little informant number or whatever it is. You'll know that that, that person's not a reliable source, right? So there's ways that we cross reference documents. Um, we know we don't take everything, you know, as scripture just because it comes from the FBI. I think everybody in Youngstown knows not to do <laughs> yeah. that. So you know, there's there's a lot of different ways we we cross reference things, but we also talk to a lot of people. We we have interviewed so many different folks just in the research side of this. Um, which leads me to another thing. If, uh, if you haven't checked out Crooked City, check it out. It's a podcast that, uh, I was honored to, to, to help produce, uh, Mark Smerling and Truth Media produced that show. It is 15 episodes long. Um, you can binge it all at once if you pay a subscription fee, or if you just want to listen to it for free every Monday, new episodes premiere. So this week, uh, it's episode four, episode four, it's, yep. uh, uh, Jim Trafficking, the, the Pied Piper. So you'll learn about uh, how after he became sheriff, uh, while the FBI was building their case against him, uh, Jim Traficant really did uh, a master class in PR. And he was able to use the media to his advantage uh, and, and, and build a legend of himself. Uh, you know, whether he was refusing to evict steelworkers uh, doing doing drug raids around town um, you know all these things that he did for for great PR press building a, a, a great name for him as a sheriff so that eventually when the FBI did drop that indictment you know he had the the support of the people on his side so uh, you know whatever you feel about Jim Trafficking, it's worth watching because man the guy was smart the guy he had a master's degree but he was a master at all of this stuff he, you could say he manipulated the mob, the cops, the public, everybody, um, but, you know... Look what we got out
1: of it, though. It's true. I mean, think about it. Wouldn't have the airbase, right? Wouldn't... Yeah. The Cavelli Center. So you... I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff around here that you can attribute to that man, and yet, there's always people that fall on both sides of the fence,
0: you know? You know, we, we say in, in the in the podcast, how you feel about Jim trafficking really depends on where you're from. Right? I'm from Youngstown. I'm from this area. Uh, obviously, you know, I understand Jim Trafficking. I understand the appeal. I look at things objectively. I could see the good and the bad in the man. He was a, a human being. We're all human beings, whether you're a mobster, whether you're a cop, whether you're Jim Trafficking. We're all human beings. Right. You know? In Youngstown, sometimes it's gray. There's no black and white. There's no good and bad. There's no evil and good. There, it's... You're a human being and you make decisions. Those decisions turn you, you know, take you to where you're going to be in life. And no one lived the life that Jim Trafficking lived. He is truly one of a kind. Yeah. So check out Crooked City. Definitely. Uh, It's been, you know, I've listened to the
1: first three episodes so far. It's fantastic. Uh, You know, it'll take you back to back in the day, man. You know, when Youngstown was a breed of its own. Still is. But back then, we just did business a certain way here. You know what I'm saying, and that's the way it was done. Yeah. you know, you know.
0: There's there's an article in the Saturday Evening Post, the first one that ever coined the term "Crime Town USA," and there was a, a headline in that article that said uh, it was a quote: "The public here expects you to take money." And this was 1960, right? Right. And that that meant for everybody, every public official, every you know, police, yeah. whatever. That's just the way it was. So we know this, and uh, you know it's, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting history and we hope you, you check out crooked city. It's, it's 15 episodes long. Um, so it'll be week to week for the next couple uh, months here. And, uh, it's coming out great. But we got a lot of other stuff we're doing. Um, definitely, you know, coming up on August 18th, uh, at the public library, the Youngstown, the public library of Youngstown, in Mahoning County, uh, the main library in downtown Youngstown, which was just renovated. If you haven't checked it out, it's beautiful. um, They're hosting a true crime series, a discussion. Um, They've asked me to be a part of it. Very honored to be a part of that. Uh, I'll be up there with the Mahoney County prosecutor himself, Paul Gaines, uh, as well as um, uh, uh, former Youngstown Vindicator columnist, uh, um, Bertram D'Souza, and a YSU professor, uh, Fred V. Fred V. So it's going to be – it's it's hosted by – the, the One of our local librarians, Tim Seaman, great guy. It's going to be interesting, guys. It's going to be very fun. We're, I'm sure we're going to talk mob and we're going to talk other true crime. Um, so if you can make it, please do. It's going to be great. Um, you can register. Find our link here on the Youngstown uh, on, on Mob Group or the library's website. You can register. Tickets are going fast. They're free. So Just go in and reserve one. I already did. I'll be there. Um, um, so hopefully I get to
1: see some of you there hey if you you know if you come to the come to that and you see me come over and
0: say hi man yeah absolutely guys and same thing here you know love to meet everybody um you know so we got that going if you're a fan of uh, of the stuff that we do we've got some more content coming your way we're working on stuff right now we are we are busy at work huh. we got coal going in every fire Johnny I know I mean think about it we got the vice squad coming up the Vice Squad. Come on now. So the Vice Squad podcast will be coming out in the fall. Uh, James, myself, and Vince Guerreri, also a Youngstown native, and uh, uh, a, a true pioneer, you know, godfather of true crime in Ohio, Ohio mob talk, Rick Perello is part of the Vice Squad. Uh, if you don't know Rick, he's he's he wrote some classic books, Super Thief to Kill the Irishman, um, you know, the you know the the corn sugar wars uh, the the Sean burn story um, tons and tons of knowledge uh, uh, in this group and that show kind of will focus on uh, you know a lot of gangsters of uh, from Cleveland and Youngstown and all around the area uh, more episodic based and, and real research intensive stuff so uh, really looking forward to premiering that in the fall so keep a you know keep an eye out for that you know and then we got. Uh the Steel
1: Valley Syndicate Apparel that will be coming soon. We're working on developing that. we got some great designs coming. Um, They're all original designs. It's going to be some cool clothing, premium T-shirts, premium sweatshirts. We're working hard. I know you guys want it. I've seen you talking about it when I mentioned it in the group. So I know you guys want it. It's coming. We just want to make sure we do it right for you guys because, hey, we're going to be representing Youngstown, Ohio, Town, USA, right? Absolutely. Who does it better than us? Nobody. That's right. That's
0: right. So another thing too, guys, uh, you know, we've got a YouTube channel right now. It's called The Amazing Podcast Company. Uh, check it out. Please subscribe. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please give it a like and a subscribe. Um, we're trying to get you more content. We're working on a lot of more content for you guys, um, true crime and, and and everything else. So it's very important that, that uh, you guys check that out, that you guys do subscribe um, so that you can – Help us make more content, basically. Um, If you have suggestions for things, send them our way, right? Things you want us to talk about, things you want us to explore, research. One of the things that has been a giant debate and topic uh, is Youngstown's connection to the movie Goodfellas. Everybody in this area knows that there's some ties to Goodfellas, and there's a lot of different stories out there. Now... Uh, what we're gonna do here, guys, is we're gonna do an extended version of this video. Uh, I promised earlier in the group that I would I would give you the history of this. I've I've done my research. I found out finally the the truth to the myth of is is it a Youngstown vindicator at the end of Goodfellas when when Henry Hill bends down and picks up that newspaper. Is it a Youngstown newspaper um, or a Youngstown Vindicator? The internet says that Marty Scorsese put a Youngstown Vindicator in uh, as an o as an homage, an ode to Youngstown. Um, so I finally got to the bottom of this, guys. Took a lot of research. If you wanna check it out, check out the extended version of this video on YouTube. We'll put a link uh, right here in, in, in the Youngstown Mob Group. Um, check it out guys. We are at 16 minutes, 30 seconds in. So if you've already watched this whole video on Facebook, you can skip to 17 minutes in, you'll be able to find this story. The truth finally figured it out guys. But, uh, you know, right now we'll sign off. Hey guys, check it out. Don't forget
1: subscribe to the group, subscribe to the YouTube page and watch our videos on there. Check us out.
0: We got big things coming, baby. Lots of stuff coming, guys. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, right now, check out this link on YouTube. Find out. I got the true history of what happened. You know, why why this is a giant myth uh, and legend. Is it an urban legend? Is it true? Is it myth? I'll tell you right now. But until then, guys, subscribe to this uh, uh, YouTube channel, and we'll see you then. All right. We're back. So everybody in town will tell you. Everybody in Youngstown will tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, – we're in Goodfellas. If you look uh, at the end at the end scene when Henry Hill is in witness protection, uh, he's in Youngstown, Ohio. Well, why is he in Youngstown, Ohio? Oh, because he's got a, a Youngstown vindicator at the end, right? Now, what do you think?
1: Well, you know. You know how I am. When it comes to Goodfellas, there's there's multiple connections, really, to Youngstown, if you it's think true. about it. It's true. I mean, the Pittsburgh connection in the movie, okay? Which, explain for anybody, I don't know who hasn't seen Goodfellas, but, you know, explain. All right, so the Pittsburgh connection, they were a group of wise guys from Pittsburgh that were moving cocaine, and they were moving it through pizza shops. And so in the movie Goodfellas, Ray Liotta's character, Henry Hill, when he's talking about his Pittsburgh connection, he's talking about the LaRocca crime family out of Pittsburgh. That's who he's talking about. And, of course, you know, the LaRocca family basically had Joey Naples running Youngstown for him in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, and before that, Jimmy Prado, you know. So that's another connection in Goodfellas
0: to Youngstown. Now, there's also, uh, you know, many astute kind of viewers will pick up. Tuddy Cicero. Tuddy Cicero, uh, the actor, is named uh, DeLeo, Frank DeLeo, okay? Yeah. Frank DeLeo grew up in Pittsburgh, all right? Um, You know, FBI agent Bob Croner told us when we were making the Crooked City podcast, he actually went to the same high school as Frank DeLeo. And I believe he told us that Frank always wanted to be a gangster. Yeah, Even back then, he played the gangster in all the school plays. Uh, You know, the first time I ever saw Frank DeLeo um, was in the movie Wayne's World. As a kid, yeah, I remember uh, that, yeah. He is Mr. Big, <laughs> the music executive. Now, that's because Frank D'Elia was a big music executive. Exactly. Who did he represent? Michael Jackson. Twice. He represented the king of pop, Michael Jackson, yeah. at the height of his career and uh, really took him to the next level. Yeah. So, and you then know, he was
1: the one that brought him back after, you know, he had the Thriller album, right? Yeah. And then right after Thriller, he had Bad. And then when he came back with that double album, what was it? This is it or something? I think it was what it was called. Mm-hmm. Then that's when Frank had become his manager again, and was taking. As a matter of fact, his tour that he was going to go on, his big comeback
0: one, yeah. that was Frank was his manager again then. Yeah, right before he died. Yeah, before Michael Jackson died. Right. So Frank DeLeo from the you know from Pittsburgh and everything, but he also had a Youngstown connection. So. Frank DeLeo was friends with Joey Naples. He was good friends with Joey Naples. And actually, the night that Joey was killed, Joey was driving a white convertible with California plates, uh, a Mustang, right? Yeah, white Ford Mustang convertible. And uh, he he was driving that car, unfortunately, when he was shot down by a sniper's bullet. Um, And that car belonged to Frank DeLeo. Yeah. Another side note,
1: Frank's uh, mother and father owned a tavern in Pittsburgh, and so there's believed to be some connections to, you know, Pittsburgh organized crime there. So, and, nothing uh, nothing proven, but, you know, more of like maybe they ran some numbers
0: through there with a, you know, a runner or something like that. But And Frank DeLeo actually passed away. He, he spent his final years around here uh, and passed away in the Mahoning Valley, so... Yeah, big connection with Frank DeLeo. He played Tutty Cicero in Goodfellas, which was, um, you know, he's he's a he's a big part. He's actually the guy who shoots uh, Joe Pesci yeah. in the head in that movie. So he's also the guy that tells the mailman,
1: "You deliver another piece of mail to that boy's house, in the oven you'll go with a couple ex- expletives, you know." But we'll keep it family friendly here. for Yeah, you guys.
0: what are you doing, Henry? You wasting how many? You wasting all the good linen on yeah, this guy. Yeah, guy what got shot he? in the hand in the front. <laughs> Come on, what are you doing, kid? So, you know, frankly, a big Youngstown connection. But because of this, uh, the Internet likes to say that Marty Scorsese gave a, a, a nod to Youngstown, um, that he gave an homage to Youngstown. He put a Youngstown vindicator in at the end. You know, IMDB, the Internet Movie Database, claims this in their trivia section. OK, first of all. Anybody can put anything they want in the IMDb trivia section. It's it's just like Wikipedia. It doesn't take a whole lot. You can literally put anything you want in there. Nobody's fact-checking this stuff. So just a heads up on that. Don't, don't buy into all that. Uh, all right. So briefly, I worked for The Vindicator. I, I was a freelance writer um, 2016. I did a couple articles for them. And while I was there, I brought this up. And uh, they all knew about it, of course. They all claimed it was real. They all told me this was a vindicator. They couldn't, you know, they didn't have any definitive proof. All they did was they, they took a, uh, these are the, the editorial staff there, some of the, the editors. They, they took the last image of Goodfellas. So Henry Hill comes out of his, his witness protection home. Okay, he's in a bathrobe. And he bends over, he picks up a newspaper. Um, you know, I think it says, his quote is something about, The sauce is no good, you know, and wherever he was going, that kind of thing. Which, first of all, come on. That's not Youngstown, right? Okay. So, anyways, and if you're, by the way, if you were in, uh, um, you know, had your Pittsburgh connection and you were out of New York, they're not going to send you to Youngstown for the witness protection program. (laughs) We all know that, right? That's That's pretty. That's the last place they'd send you. Exactly, exactly. So, that's far-fetched. Now, the shot though, does a panning shot across and you see a car in the driveway. The car has Ohio plates, okay? He comes out of the doorway, he bends over, he picks up the newspaper. If you blow it up real big, you'll see the old font, the old English font or whatever it's called, the, 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 the type font that says the Vindicator on there. Now, it looks like it says the and has the V on there, right? Now, how do we prove this? How do we, how do we determine whether this is real or not? Well, I've been in the film business for a while. I've worked a lot out there. I know that every prop, every piece of uh, uh, background uh, items, anything that you ever see in a movie, all gets approved through the prop department. So it is someone's job to put that exact newspaper there. It is someone's job to do this, to do that. That person is the prop master, the property master. So I said, okay, let me find the prop master on Goodfellas. This is the one guy who will be able to tell us. So the prop master's name on that movie was Robert Griffin Jr. Not to be confused with uh, the football player. No relation to the old Browns quarterback. Um, This guy's name was Robert Griffin Jr. So I actually couldn't find him. But I found the assistant prop master, uh, his name was John Ford on this show. Uh, I was able to find him and ask him directly, finally, would you please answer this question? Was this a Youngstown Vindicator and was it purposely put there by anybody, by Marty Scorsese, by anybody? He got back to me. He said that he couldn't remember personally, so he asked his boss, he asked the prop master, Robert Griffin Jr., this exact question. Turns out, the, exact, the the answer I got back was, the prop master went to a newsstand in New York City. Now, they shot that scene in New Jersey. That's where they actually shot the scene, okay? At a housing complex in New Jersey. The prop master went to a newsstand in New York. And keep in mind, this is... Uh, 1990-ish? Yeah. 89, 90 when they made I, this
1: movie? I, I think it was... I'm going to say
0: it was 90s. Yeah. So, very early on, you know, or, or late 80s, early 90s, when they when they were shooting the movie, okay? He went to a newsstand in New York, and he grabbed what he said was the only Ohio newspaper, because they had already put the license plate as Ohio for the car, so they, needed, they wanted an Ohio newspaper. So, that is not a fake prop. That is an actual... Vindicator, because it's the only Ohio paper at that time in circulation that had that font. So we can finally answer that question once and for all. It is 100% a Youngstown Vindicator at the end of Goodfellas. Henry Hill picks up, or Ray Liotta picks up a Youngstown Vindicator. Nice. And that movie was 1990. 1990, which means that it was probably shot in 1989. Right. Okay. So... He, the prop master goes to a big New York newsstand. He, he asks for the only Ohio newspaper they have. Surprisingly, not a Cleveland Plain dealer, a Youngstown Vindicator. Now here's where the disappointing part comes in for your urban legend. He said it was total coincidence. Marty Scorsese had nothing to do with the decision to put this in there. It was the prop master went there. He was there. He was going to grab an Ohio newspaper. It would have been any Ohio newspaper he came across, whether that was Toledo or Cleveland, whatever he found. They had one paper. It was the Vindicator. So, yes and no, right? It's good and it's bad. The history proves that it is a Youngstown Vindicator. We can finally answer definitively it is a Youngstown Vindicator. No, it was not put there on purpose. There was no homage to Youngstown. Now, I happen to know because – I had been producing or, or developing uh, a television series for years, trying to tell the story of Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, I pitched it to FX in 2011. Uh, I'd been working with Alan May, a true crime author uh, on, on this project for years and years. We had pitched it to film production companies early on. Uh, several years ago, um, we had been working with a guy named Mike Acree, Mike Acree was a boxing promoter from Youngstown, uh, lived in Erie, Pennsylvania. That's where he made his mark in Erie. Uh, he promoted guys like uh, Hector Camacho and Roberto Duran and those guys. I think he might be in one of the Hall of Fames in boxing. Mike Acree is a classic promoter. Um, you know, he's no longer with us. Um, you know, RIP Mike Acree, great guy. He wanted to tell this Youngstown story more than anybody. And Mike had a lot of connections. And Mike actually got our treatment to people like Michael Douglas, got it to Marty Scorsese's people, and this was years ago. And I found out directly from from this from this encounter, Marty Scorsese had never heard of Youngstown. Okay, this was this would have been in the two thousands, so well after Goodfellas, he had never heard the stories of Youngstown. So already, I knew that that was bogus. That 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 whole right. Marty Scorsese gave an homage to Youngstown for good. That was all fake. I'm sure. I'm sure. Frank DeLeo might have told him a story or two, but nothing that stuck with him that he put an homage to Youngstown. Complete and utter BS fake. So well, that's it, guys. We, we've, we, it, it took a little research, but we finally figured out, you know, definitively whether or not that's true. So we can put that to bed. So if you see anybody post in the Youngstown mob group that there was an homage to Youngstown, that's bull. It's bull. But it was a Youngstown Vindicator. Coincidental. Totally coincidental, but uh, hey, it's one thing you know. We have that. Just shows, just
1: shows how far Youngstown's tentacles reach. Oh
0: yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I mean, they're gonna find out. They're gonna find out when when the when the vice quad drops and some of these other little things we got going on drop. They're gonna see how far our reach really went.
0: Yeah, and you know, it, it's it also speaks to. The Vindicator too, yeah. that it was at this New York, right. Mo- a New York City newsstand. How cool is that, right? That it was, uh, the 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 paper was that big of a paper, and um, the circulation was that big. Like you wonder if somebody wasn't trying to keep an eye on
1: Pittsburgh and Youngstown.
0: That's true. <laughs> you it know, it does make you wonder. You know, you know you never maybe know. Know. because because I have heard stories of you know of particular mobsters would pay these guys these these newsstands to have certain publications all the time so that they could read them. So yeah. it's not out of the line of thinking. You know. So, because we know that Joey Naples had had connections with who in New York? Uh, John Gotti, among many others, many others.
1: So? Even Philadelphia. He had connections to, you know, back when Scarfo was in power and, you know, they had connections with the outfit in Chicago. Just so you guys know, in Chicago they call it the outfit. It still has powers with, you know, the five families and it's still affiliated with all those... But it
0: was called the outfit, just mm-hmm. a different name. Or the syndicate, yeah, yeah, them, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, all right, guys, we're gonna let you guys go. But uh, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Please, please like and subscribe. We need it to uh, to build and to grow and and to uh, it really helps other people find it. But if you if you leave uh, positive reviews, comments, share it. Um, that's all we ask from you guys. You know, and tune in. Stay tuned to what we're doing.
1: Yeah, you know, check us out. We're we're firing on all cylinders right now. Tons of information coming at you. I know it's a lot, um, but thank you to everybody that, you know, likes, subscribes, watches, um, joins us on the, you know, the Facebook groups, Youngstown Mob, Pittsburgh Mob. You know, keep posting what you're posting. You guys make the group those groups what they are um, and just keep, you know, keeping air out. We got stuff coming your way.
0: Yeah. I'm and, excited. hey, if you see us around, if you see us out at the Briar Hill Italian Fest, or any of these places, you know, any good Italian restaurants out there will be there. We're always around. Come up, say hi.
1: You know, even if I have my family with me, come up, meet everybody, say hi, and uh, let's have a good time. Right? All right, guys. All right, Pazan. Peace.
0: That was an amazing podcast from an amazing podcast company. To watch with video, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash amazing podcast company. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review. It goes a long way in helping other people find our amazing content. For more, visit our website at www.amazingpodco.com.